Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 141. And today we're going to talk about starting over. Specifically, I'm starting over. So many, I have so many thoughts. And this is just going to be sort of a free form discussion about this topic. I actually filmed a little video last night that I'm going to post on social media today about this very same thing. And so the point isn't to duplicate that video. The point is to have like a very specific discussion with you, you listening about this idea of starting over. And I'm going to use myself as a reference because that's what this whole podcast is about. Just documenting my process of You know, it started out as documenting the process of me running my first 100 miles, then trying to do it in under 24 hours, hashtag fail, (laughs) and then moving to running the Tahoe 200. And then that sort of is the quick and dirty that brings us to the present moment. And what I talked about in that other video was just like, I finished Tahoe. I felt amazing when I finished, both physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things. And it was such an effort, such a process that I took some time off. And I took the time off because, well, not because I wasn't interested in running anymore and not because I was injured or because I had fallen out of love with running. I just needed a break. It's a lot to train for a 200 mile race. And on the spectrum, you guys, I think I actually trained like if it was like a on the lower end of the spectrum, let's just say. Like I didn't do as much as I think some other people do when training for 200 milers. And I specifically did that because I know based on my physical history that doing too much puts me in a bad place as it pertains to my joints and my sciatic pain in general. So I took this time off after Tahoe to just sit and think and relax and not have the pressure of having to get up every day and run, which in some sense was great. It was a nice reprieve, but also it sort of sent me on a little bit of a spiral because I do really well with a schedule and I need to get up every day with a purpose and have a list of things, a list of priorities, and I need to be productive and I need to contribute. Like that's my jam. (laughs) (laughs) And so not having that big goal to be working towards was a little uneasy, a little unnerving for me. And I settled into it and I shifted my focus on to my business and my clients and, you know, doing other things. Like I talk about in Run Your First 50K and I talk about here on the podcast too, like putting your focus where it belongs focusing in and doing the work on that thing, on that priority for the finite amount of time, and then going back and attending to the other things like, you know, hanging out with your family (laughs) or, you know, doing those work projects, things around the house, whatever the thing is that you didn't get done because you temporarily shifted your priority and your focus to the training for this race. And I'm really resisting the urge to go off on a tangent right now about that topic. So I'll put a pin in that and come back to it in a future episode. Actually, I'm reading this book, this really cool book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And it talks about focus and attention and productivity and all that stuff. And I have a whole list of notes um, about things that are in that book that I want to share with you guys. So I'll resist the urge. 
But so that's what I did for, you know, six months post Tahoe 200, which basically brings us to the beginning of 2023. And all during that time, I was being asked the question, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I gave it a lot of time and thought. I mean, I've discussed it here on the podcast, like in bits and pieces, like, you know, like in the interview with Sarah, where she asked me, you know, what's next? And I told her I was having an existential crisis about it. And to be perfectly honest, at some points I was because throughout this podcast, throughout the last two years, I've had some sort of goal to be working towards. And so to not have one, a big, big, scary one looming on the horizon, looming in a good way, has been kind of unnerving for me. But then the more that I started to think about it, I was like, well, maybe I should pick a new one. So I spent a lot of time going down the rabbit hole on ultra sign up, trying to find something that was new and exciting and interesting to me. And I just wasn't finding anything. And so that was sort of telling to me that I wasn't moved or excited or drawn to any of the races that I was seeing. They were a version of something I've already done or in the same place. I was looking for something new and I gave some very serious thought to throwing my name in the ring for Moab 240 this year, but it wasn't really going to be the best timing. And when I really sat down to think about, do I want to go through that process of training for another 200 miler this year? And I got to thinking about it and I talked to my husband about it and I was just like, do we really want to do this? Because it's not just me. (laughs) It's not just me that I do the physical training, but then we team up in order to make it happen. And he was fully on board and he said, if you want to do it, I'm, I'm totally down. And so then I was like, oh, wow, I was really just kind of hoping <laughs> that you would say either yes or no <laughs> so that I could be, uh, you know, pushed into a position. Uh, and he didn't, which is, which is actually really good because then I got to thinking about it and I was like, no, I need to make, I need to do something else. I need to do something different. But then I didn't know what. And I recognize that this is sort of rambling, but I think that this discussion and the thought train here might be helpful for you guys to hear, because my guess is that you guys might also go through a similar process when you're trying to decide whether to do a race, whether you shouldn't do a race and what's it going to be and how long is it going to like all the things. Okay. So you're not alone. Those of us, even if we have run further distances than you or shorter distances than you, we're still going through this same process. And the point of this whole podcast talking about starting over is I'm going to share with you what's the next thing that I'm going to do. So once he said, well, I'll, I'll do whatever you want to do. I was like, okay, no Moab 240. I'm going to dig back in. I'm going to do my business. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to make that my priority this year. And then I'll just run whatever. (laughs) Well, you can, you can bet how well that went over with my brain for probably like a week. I could wrap my brain around, oh, sure. I'll just go out and run and, you know, haphazardly and do whatever I want. Well, I just talked about how I do much better if I have a specific goal, something that I'm trying to work towards. And so 
as I was going through the process of figuring out, okay, well, what's the thing going to be? I realized I'm starting over from zero because I've been running since June, but very sporadically and whatever I felt like. And it was low effort just for fun, not super consistent. I actually switched gears and did a ton of strength training lots of time on the stair climber. You guys may have seen some of my Instagram posts where I'm just relentlessly stepping away. And so I spent some time building up a lot of that strength that I sort of dwindled down through training for Tahoe. And that's been super fun for me because I really do love strength training. It's sort of my origin story where I came from. And then I decided, you know what, this will be an interesting experiment to document the process of quote unquote, coming back from zero. Because if I sort of put my coach hat on, I'm what other coaches and what other fitness professionals would say is a deconditioned athlete. Not perhaps from a strength perspective, because I had been doing a lot of work at the gym, just, you know, teaching my TRX class, teaching my yoga, Um, doing my own workouts in between classes, but they weren't very long or they, and they also weren't very strenuous. So I'm not necessarily deconditioned in a physical strength perspective, but from a running and cardio perspective, I basically (laughs) am at zero. So lots of you guys know that I'm going to be pacing Frank this year for Tahoe 200. We've essentially switched roles. (laughs) So Frank paced me last year. I'm going to pace him this year, along with the assistance of a couple other pacers. So it's going to be fun. But that means that I also need to get myself up to speed, so to speak, in order to support him. I also have this sort of side idea about creating a specific podcast or like a workshop or something about pacing because it's so important. And I don't think you do your runner any service if you just agree to pace if you've never paced before. And if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't sort of know how pacing works, and it's not all that complicated, but there's just some... hmm, there's just some like general guidelines that I think pacers can benefit from, from knowing ahead of time. So I'm going to be pacing Frank, which means I need to be capable of running anywhere from 30 miles or more at a time over the course of four or five days. Now he's going to have more pacers, but I also just want to throw out there that even though he's got two other pacers, what if something were to happen to them? So now I'm thinking, okay, I not only have to train for a 50 K I need to probably train for a 50 miler. So I'm training for a a race of an unknown distance to be done at a specific place in time at a moment's notice, right? So it's not like, you know, your race starts at 9am. My race could start at 3am, right? So there are some interesting factors that go into training to be a pacer specifically for someone else and not for yourself. Some unknowns, some variables that can be like weird and unnerving if you're not really sure how to handle them. So basically the whole point of this podcast is to just share this idea with you that it's okay to start over. 
It's okay to do one race a year and then let yourself become that deconditioned athlete that I talked about and then start to build back up again. There's nothing wrong with that. There's also nothing wrong with strategically training and doing multiple races a year, every year, year over year. And you'll see a lot of people do that. I think on the two ends of the extreme where we get into trouble is you do one race, you allow yourself to sort of completely let go, roll backwards, don't run, don't strength train, don't eat nutritiously, you just let it all go. And then backslide, you know, all the way. And then the other end of the spectrum is you go so hard all day, every day, training, training, training for every race possible, that you actually never give your body the necessary rest that will support the things that you want to do. So we have to sort of lop off the two most extreme ends of this spectrum and talk about operating somewhat in the middle. And so if you've done one race and then you choose not to race again for an entire year, fine, great. If you choose to do multiple races every year and you stay up, meaning you stay conditioned in between those races, great. But it's okay to start over at any point too. So if you do one race and then you you go a couple years and then you do another race, that's also fine. All right. So I know this probably doesn't quite make a lot of sense. I, I probably sound like I'm talking in circles, but it's okay to start over. It's specifically okay to do something big, like run your first 50K or run your first 50 miles or 100 or even 200, and then take a break. Part of the issue for me was this whole, I, I affectionately refer to it as my existential crisis, was because everyone was asking and seemingly expecting me to do another 200 or the triple crown or Coca-Dona or something else. And at that point, it started to become less about me and what I was excited about and more about what other people wanted to see me do, which I'm okay with because the whole point of starting this podcast and documenting the process was for me to hopefully be an example of what's possible for someone who's not a professional athlete, who's, you know, relatively in shape, but I I don't consider myself to be like the apex of a physical specimen, right? sounds silly to even say that, but on the spectrum, I'm fairly well in shape and you can be too. Like there is nothing that is stopping you you that is listening right now, not just a general you, you with your earbuds out on your run or driving and listening to me right now, there is nothing stopping you from doing all the things that I've done and more. I'd actually prefer that you do more than me, right? Because that would sort of mean that I'm doing my job, like giving you all the tips and tricks, and then you going out and practicing them, implementing them and doing something with them, doing more than I was able to do with them. So when I figured out that it was less about me wanting to do something and it was more about like, hey, Megan, what are you going to do so we can watch? I was like, okay, I think I need to pull back because I could certainly go and do the Triple Crown or I could go and do Cogodona or do another 200 miler. But I wanted my heart 
to be in it. And I wanted to pick something that I was going to get excited about because I could have picked a race and put it on the calendar. And I think many people get into this place. And this is one of the things that I want you to really hear. Part of the reason why I've continually picked these big, scary goals, like we talk about, is that they cause me to have this sense of strategic urgency. Whereas if I were just to pick a random 50k, and this is going to sound like I'm such a snot, but this is part of the process, you guys, when you get to run your first 50k, and then you start to trend upward, there's this thing that happens in your brain where you start to look back at some of the um, distances that you've already completed. And you're like, I can totally do that. So that's sort of how I feel about 50Ks now. Is it going to be easy for me right now? Absolutely not. Because like I said before, I'm very deconditioned. But there's this general sense, this general knowing in my brain that, yeah, if you were to tell me tomorrow you're running a 50K, it wouldn't be pretty, but I could get it done. So for me, when I was searching through Ultra Sign Up and I was looking and looking and, you know, just like, random 50Ks, I could do it, but is there something new or exciting or challenging about this race that I really want to go tackle? And nothing was jumping out at me. So that's when I said, I'm going to focus my efforts on getting trained to pace Frank. And then I'm going to maybe pick a a late fall 50K because you guys know that I do not like 50 milers. (laughs) They're like just hard enough to suck (laughs) and be really uncomfortable, but like sort of in the middle, right? Um, So pick a 50K that is interesting and exciting to me and or do an event with friends that is interesting to me. And that's the plan for the year. But the whole goal for this is to just let you know that it's okay to start over at any point. All right. And that you can actually start over and do better than you did before. Okay. So like, don't buy into the hype that you have, once you become a runner, you have to stay a runner indefinitely at the level that you bowed out at, because that's the big one. Because for me, I was, I kept thinking to myself, okay, well, so what's the new normal then? 200 milers like every time I do a race now it has to be a 200 miler and don't get me wrong I think they are amazing events and like you're definitely going to learn something during your first 50k but you're also going to learn something in your first 200 miler or I mean I haven't done more than one but I would assume I talked to many people actually while I was doing Tahoe that have done multiples and they love them Okay, for a variety of reasons, but most say that you just learn so much about yourself that you're compressing time. And I can attest to this. When you run your first 50k, you're going to learn so much about yourself during that race, during the training, the leading up to it. But during your first actual 50k race as well, you're going to learn so much about yourself, what you're capable of mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things. And then you take that learning and you apply it in your life outside of the race and or running context. And when you do that, it just is like a rocket booster for your life. Now, same thing when you do 50 miles, same thing when you do 100 miles, same thing when you do 200 miles. I mean, I learned so many lessons 
in the training for a 200 miler process that have amplified the things that I do in my life every single day. And it also hyper focuses you on what's important and what's not. So for all of you guys out there that are listening to this and thinking, well, I can't run a 50 K or I can't run, I'll just go to the extreme 200 miles because they don't have time. I want to argue with you or bring up a counterpoint that you have the same amount of time during the day that I had. I just figured out a way to focus on the things that mattered more than you are now. All right. So please stop making the excuse that you don't have time or you don't have the ability or you don't have something like we live in a place, we live in a time, we live in a world where so much is available to us now. All we have to do is raise our hand and say, yep, that's me. I want to do this thing and then be willing to put in the work to do it. That's a whole other topic for another time, but I won't go off on a tangent on that. All right. So long-winded, unscripted just general discussion podcast episode for you guys today. Starting over is perfectly fine. You can do it at any point. You don't have to re-enter running at the same level that you exited. And you can do more the next time around than you did the previous time. And or you could do less. All right. So just make it about you and what you want to do. Don't let other people influence you, unless it's me trying to talk you into your first 50k. (laughs) Because like I said before, I think that is a huge learning experience for everybody. But I think women in particular, if you have yet to run your first 50k, I'm going to push hard for you to start thinking about it, find a race, wrap your brain around it, come join the Facebook group where we're talking about 50ks all the time. Because Again, the process of training for that and completing that race are like none other, you guys. It's going to really accelerate your life and prove that you're capable of so much more than you think you're currently capable of right now. All right? So I'm going to continue to document the process of starting over for me. I'm going to share a little bit about my training. I mean, I'm already having things come up that I haven't had in a while, like my left knee is bothering me. And that hasn't happened. I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you will remember that the left knee was the reason I DNF'd my first hundred miler. I mean, aside from the fact that I was like, just done. (laughs) It was like a very, a very challenging first hundred miler, as is expected, right? So I'm going to document the process of what I'm doing for my training, how I'm working on my knee, how I'm still continuing to battle my ankles (laughs) to make them better, all the things, right? Trying to improve all of the little things that go into making you a better runner, a better human, a more mobile, a stronger, a more efficient person. Because guys, it really... You know, the more, the longer I'm in this quote unquote game of ultra running and podcasting and documenting and sharing, it's like less about the running, the actual act of running. And the more it's about the process and the systems and the things that I'm learning along the way that I'm actually able to translate over to my non running life, right? Every day, day in, day out stuff that happens. All right. But this is why I'm such a huge proponent of a running ultras, B 
integrating your running life with your day-to-day life and see like taking time to reflect on this whole thing because you could very easily do this and wall it off meaning like now I'm now I'm running Megan flip the switch now I'm business Megan like right like you could keep those two things separate but what you really want to do is marry them up so that you can take what you're learning from one and move it over and use it in the other and it goes both ways I have a whole podcast episode planned about like running a business and ultra training and how they are so similar (laughs) again documenting the process (laughs) Because this is the world that I live in every single day, run training, business, trying to grow a business. And all of those lessons, I think, are very important cross-border, okay? So if you're just starting out, if you're just starting over, I mean, it is still pretty early in the year. So if you're just getting started, just know that I'm right there with you. I'm deconditioned AF right now. working my way back fresh off a 30 minute Stairmaster routine at the gym today. I thought my legs were going to give out on me. Um, and so I'll just be sharing some tips and tricks and strategies and training plans and things like that. So keep following along. If you're not already on my email list, I'll put some links down below. If you are contemplating your first 50 K this year, ladies, I want to encourage you to apply for the next round of the accelerated live coaching group, which starts on Monday, March 27th. Applications are only going to be open for two more weeks. They close ironically on St. Patrick's day. Okay. Three thirty or three seventeen, Friday, the 17th. Um, and we start on the 27th and we're going to run for six weeks and I'm going to coach my brains out. I'm going to share everything that I know about successfully training for and completing your first 50 K soup to nuts from goals to race day strategy and everything in between. So just go over to run your first 50 K.com. That's where you can find the application, submit that, and then keep an eye on your inbox to see an email back from me. And just as a side note, for those of you guys that have applied, I'm going to be sending out uh, invites to the group over the weekend and all next week. And this will be a rolling process for the next couple of weeks as we fill spots in the group. Okay. And we keep it small so that I can individually coach each one of you guys on your specific training and your specific race situation. All right. Whew. Okay. I hope that was helpful for you guys. Uh, If you have questions or comments, you can hit me up either over on social media at find your ultra on Instagram. If you haven't already joined the run your first 50 K Facebook group, I want to put a shameless plug in for that. Just go over to Facebook up in the search bar, type in run your first 50 K and look for us under groups. This is a group that is exclusively open to women. Sorry guys, but my, my mission is to help 10,000, maybe a hundred thousand. I haven't quite decided yet. I probably should just pick the number and go for it, but help 10,000 women run their first 50 K over the next five years. So that's where I spend a lot of time coaching, helping, sharing, talking, doing all the things. And it's a great place for you to hang out. If you've got questions, if you're training for your first 50 K or even your longest race and be with more women who are doing 
challenging things, trying to level up because sometimes, you know, we just don't always have people in our lives that are supportive or just understand, you know, there's just, they might call you crazy, but it really is just, they can't wrap their brain around why someone would want to do this. And that's fine, right? Cause it's not for everybody, but that's a place where you can come and hang. Uh, if you need more kick-ass ultra running women, friends in your life. All right. That's all for this episode. You guys enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,